following program contains explicit language and subject matter and is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Hello? It has to start sometime. What better place than here? What better time than now? Welcome back. It's the Zero Fucks podcast on Gorilla Radio. I'm K Mac. I'm your host. And if you've uh, this is the first time you've been listening, or it's 2020 as a start. But if this is the first time you listen, welcome to my mayhem. And if you're a regular listener, thanks for coming back. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on all your favourite podcast catches. Now the Zero Fucks podcast. Doesn't do edits, by the way, so that's handy to know. Uh, is a light look on life without the political correctness police standing by with a cancel mentality? We don't stand for that shit. So, our mantra is telling them how it is. So, we're changing a few things up this year in 2020. We're going to have a few different guest hosts uh, during the mix in the year. So, it should be interesting. Um, Neil will be back shortly next month hopefully I'm trying to lock him down at the moment plus we've got a North American correspondent coming who's looking to be on Big Brother so this could be we might get him before she becomes famous but we've also got a um, my first guest host for 2020 is someone that's very dear to me Um, and she's got balls of steel which doesn't make sense, but anyway. So let's get started, and uh, I'm going to introduce uh, my new guest host. Everybody knows that the days are loaded. Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed. Everybody knows the war is over. Everybody knows the good guys lost. Everybody knows the fight was fixed. The poor stay poor, the rich get rich. That's how it goes. Everybody knows. Now, that actually sounds quite appropriate for my first guest because not only did we meet at school, but she happens to be up and above a school teacher. She's a school professional. And I have mentioned in previous podcasts, I've mentioned her under the moniker of JJ. Are we going to stick to that for now? Yeah. I think that works. Um, JJ is a great friend of mine. And deserves, I guess, the appropriate introduction. And hopefully if we can convince her, she'll come back. But now, she is, I'm not going to say double D, 
but she is kick-ass gangster. Welcome to Gorilla Radio or the Fu- Zero Fucks Podcast, JJ. Hello, hello, hello. How you doing? Good. How are you? Yeah, good. I'm good. I'm glad you're here. It's Fine. been a, it's, it's been, been a while. Long time. Well, and long time face to face. Yeah, and it's um, it's been well. That's it. It's like two friends over the phone and via messenger. That's it. And there's plenty going on. Plenty. Um. You've listened to the podcast. You know the shit that I can talk. Yes. So maybe you're going to bring a bit of truth and honesty. And I think there's been a lot of truth and honesty happening. Maybe you need a female's perspective, though. Definitely, absolutely, definitely. So the idea is, is that we'll get you back and uh, get your view on things. Mm. Ideally, it would be great. We get you and Neil in here at the same time. It'd be a classic. That'd be interesting. Yeah. So welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Let's go back. Yep. Wind back the clock a little bit. Oh. Yeah, back to back time. Yeah, okay. So we're going to go through a few decades, are we? Let's go back. It's <laughs> it's at least let's say let's at least over twenty five years. Yes, it is. Let's say that. Um, if we met in high school. We actually we did. We dated. Yes, that's your claim to fame for a big week. Yeah. We dated. Yeah. I think it was eight days. Was it eight days? Oh, I can't remember. I don't even know. Did, Did we... I send somebody over to say that you were dropped? Probably. Or... Yeah. Probably. That was the go back then. One of your it? crew. One of our crew. My crew. You, okay. It was your crew. No. Isn't it funny how people have a different perspective of, Yeah. you know. And I we've talked never... about it. Yeah, and we have. And no, it wasn't my crew. Yeah, it was. There was a group of um, eight girls that um, all were alpha females and. No, they're not all alphas. Pro- yeah. When we've looked at it, probably not all of us, but. No. Um, okay. No. Oh, listen to you. Listen no. to you, isn't it? Yeah, and see. So that's where your perspective makes me that, laugh. And that's, yeah, and it cracks up because it's yeah. your perspective makes me laugh. <laughs> but. So, yeah. what would you say mm. was. My first impression of you? <laughs> I wasn't even going to go there. I was going to talk about what your claim to fame was at high school. So, oh, okay. let's. I'm going to go back and say. Mm, okay. Um, oh, how do I describe you had a, a 21-year-old body trapped in a 15-year-old. That was pretty much – like at 13 you looked 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was very um, developed yeah. for my age. There's no ifs or buts about that. And So I would say what I remember, yeah. big hair. Big teeth and big boobs. Yeah, and I say okay. boobs he's, – here's the funny boobs. thing. I'd say boobs – no, no, because – if I was talking to someone else, I'd say big tits, right? Yeah. But when it comes to talking to you, I can't. I don't know. I feel that's not cool. So yeah. big boobs, big yeah. boobs, big. And you know, I love your teeth. I've always loved your yeah. teeth. Thanks, mum. <laughs> that was my perception. Yeah. And um, I never thought in a million years we'd end up best good mates. Mm. Um, Didn't like you at first. Really? Yeah. I thought everyone liked me. No, I thought you were smart ass. Yeah. Well, you're right. I know. <laughs> and also remembering, or I suppose not remembering, but I came into high school um, seven weeks after year seven had started and yeah. you weren't at school then. You had moved to another high school and came back. Yeah, yeah. And so at that stage, so when I got to high school, at our high school, I was felt I was a little bit behind the eight ball with, I didn't know anyone. For starters, school had already started. We'd moved into another area and I had my braces and glasses. So lost the glasses for 18 months while I had the braces. Because I didn't have, um, I'm not going to say a reputation, but I didn't have anybody 
nobody knew of me. Didn't have form. primary school, didn't have form, didn't, you know, I wasn't yeah. a, you know, and I was, uh, you know, you've got to own it. I was popular in primary school, vice-captain, sports, all of that sort of stuff. Um, there's good and bad that comes with Miss that. Miss fucking popularity. No, that has um, a price to pay for it too. There's always people that want to knock you down. Oh, yeah, it's Australia. Years. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I was sort of getting my cred and probably by year eight when the braces came off and, you know, and had started to form some friendships and then year nine comes along and you come back and, you know, wherever we go with this today, but, yeah, we went through our little um, (laughs) puberty blues era of when we were all the Westies that went to the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that was more not so much at school. I think it was that Sunday on a bus and you being you and being your big personality and, yeah, who's this guy, you know, and throughout Were you with Lisa? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I thought so. We used to leave you guys at North Cronulla and go up to Wanda. Yeah, because that's where all the cool dudes were. Well, that's right. Just just on that too. Mm. Um, And I probably should have brought it up before we turned the recording gear on, but I'm going to tell you. Um, Lisa's husband, who I knew... Prior to Lisa. Do you know Lisa's husband? Oh, I knew him for fucking years. You never told me that. Yeah, he's got lymphoma. Oh, that's no good. Yeah, he's having chemo. I just found out on the uh, spy network on Facebook. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh. he came up as a, someone you might know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I went, oh, Kev, I haven't seen Kev for fucking ages. How is he? Yeah. And uh, it's bracketed. There's like, what are you doing? It's like, yeah, no, I've, just, I've got lymphoma and i am just started chemo. Filthy rotten disease that bars no one, that big C word. Yeah. Yeah, I, I meant to, as I said, I should have told you prior, but I just, Lisa's popped up and. Yeah. 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 I, I knew Kev for, oh God, good four or five years before I came back to Morbank, high after the private school stint. Okay. Yeah. So it was, um, I've got a nice hole in my knee, thanks to Kev, actually. He took me for a ride around. He goes, I'll just take you across the road on my motorbike and he took me around the street. Yeah. And a guy threw a, a like a washing brush. He was washing yeah. his car at Kev, and Kev dropped the bike, and my knee was underneath it, and it just slid. No, 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 motorbike, trail oh, bike. Motorbike. Yeah, my knee. I only had shorts on, and uh, my knee just reached straight along the road, and just I, where my kneecap was, it was just a hole. Yeah. There you go. Kev did that, so I can. Good on you, Kev. Thanks, Kev. <laughs> Isn't that Australian, though, Kev? Kev. Big That's Kev. It. But, yeah, so that's when we met, sort of, yeah. I suppose. And the beach days, yeah. The beach days and also your your crew of boys sat in the middle of our backfield and then there was the small little pockets of the girls. Yeah. And, um, but you were, like, and that's the thing. I actually, so you say that, like, about coming back or starting anew. Mm. I went to a private, did the private school thing mm. and came back and all the guys that I became mates with, I'm still mates with today, mm. You were well entrenched with them. Like they were all oh, your yeah, mates yeah, 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 yeah. or ex-boyfriends. <laughs> it's yeah, a couple amongst them. A couple amongst them. But, yeah, and the big thing of the indoor cricket on a Friday night. Yeah, yeah. And we'd go down and watch you guys and oh, remember Ouija boards up top. Yeah. You know, and yeah. So, yeah, we were a big crew. Indoor cricket was fun. Like it was for everything that you could have been getting up to in trouble. Oh, it was exactly. actually, We weren't know, in pubs, bin, uh, pubs. We weren't in parks. Drinking, yeah, like you know, unfortunately, some of the kids are these days, and all of that. No, we yeah. were 
would go down. I'm not saying we didn't get up to mischief and all that, but that was sort of a regular <laughs> thing that we did. Yeah. It was, yeah, good old indoor cricket. Yeah, so that's that's a few... That's how we met. It's, what, oh, a couple of years now? Oh, just a few. So... A few relationships through kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, and he, he's, he's one of the, the big facts. Mm. And I always... I always laugh about um, we got married and had kids not that far apart and both got divorced not that far apart. No, and the funny thing is too, in that time, yeah, we had lost contact. Yeah, like, yeah. and look, people and move people on in move life. move on and people, yeah, yeah, things happen. But your daughter is three days older than my daughter to the exact year. Yeah. That blows me away because Bridget has developed like you. Yeah. <gasps> Beautiful young we lady. Used your name gorgeous. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> oh fuck you! Yeah. Oh, well. No, yeah. we can. No, it's all good. Yeah, I love her name, by the way. Thank did you. Did you pick your kids' names? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, together we did actually. Yeah, I picked both mine. Yeah, no, 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 we did together. I fought. There was no way I wasn't going to get what I wanted. I did want a Jake as a boy, but I think it might have been those Melrose Place sort of days. Ah, uh, okay. And his, her dad, um, their dad didn't, and so I had. A dog before I had kids, so the dog's name was Yeah, Jake. yeah. I'm glad I didn't now. Jake the Snake, that's the first thing I think <laughs> of, the wrestler. Yeah. Um, so let's call her Miss B. <laughs> 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 she was the same as you. You're like she was developed before her age. Yep. She's, can I say her age? Yeah. She's 23 now. Yep. But she's looked 23 for the last five years. Yeah, it's really funny actually you say that because you've just made me go to a flashback and she, when she probably listens to this and goes, oh, my goodness, she said, you know, that she's going to be talking about me. I'll never forget there was one time I was walking in Westfields and with her and she was a little bit in front of me and guys checking her out and, you know, you go, oh, you creepy dudes, you know, like what are you doing? Because you know her age. Yeah. You know who she is and, you know. They don't see that. They see the external. Yeah. And so now I just look at it and think, oh, well, they were admiring her beauty. But, yeah, it's it's can be a struggle. Because she is a good-looking girl, by the way. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, no, there she is. No, she is. And um, she's going to be a mummy soon. Yeah, that's um, pretty cool, huh? Yeah, which will hopefully a grandmother. But, um, yeah, very, very, very proud. So let's do the retrospect thing. Mm. Can you now understand what your mum was going through when you were – Similar age to Miss B? Um, yes and no. I think totally different relationships and it, it's funny to... Yeah, you, I can in some ways but I don't feel that Bridget... Oh, did it again. <laughs> um, I don't think that Miss B... Yeah. Um, I was very much in awe of my mother's beauty. And yeah. my mother – and I don't think that B had to worry about that with me because I've just through stages and, I mean, we self-reflect and I, you know, wasn't really, really happy with my appearance in certain phases of my life and probably especially when she was a teenager, you know, and um, I had a different life to my mum. Yeah, um, yeah. So in certain parts, the protective parts, yes, but I have instilled, I hope, certain values – in her that my mum did with the way you are with yourself and your body yeah, and who yeah, you are, yeah. you know, and as a woman. Yeah. yeah. I, I Being think a strong, independent woman. I've, I come from a strong female family 
and I've definitely yeah, raised your nan and my great grandmother. Yeah. You know, um, but and mum. You know. Um, yeah. And yeah, these really um, in strong in a lot of ways. You know, sometimes I say. I created me on steroids and it can be really hard when it bites you back on the, you know, in the butt. You want them to be strong. You want them to be opinionated. Yeah. Um, i got a son like that. It's karma. Yeah. yeah. And when they're teenagers and they're throwing it, showing shade your way. But yeah. I say to anybody now that's going through raising children and I feel like we've come out the other end. Our guys are, you know, yeah. we're, we're empty nesters. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm proud. I'm proud of. My kids, I do have a boy as well. Yeah. Um, proud of both of them and the and the children that are becoming the adults that they are. Don't agree with everything all the time, but that's life lessons. Um, it's yeah, a big. Just it's a be big. There to guide them. And one of the big lessons I've learned. Oh, actually, just before we get on the lessons I learned, mm-hmm. when you talk about how you admire your mum, I think most boys that we hung around between fourteen and fifteen probably felt the same about your mum. <laughs> the funny thing was though. Which really surprised me, especially like where we lived. And I lived in an avenue, as you know, Mm -hmm. which was more like a really huge horseshoe. Yeah. And there was only a couple of us girls that lived down our end. And we had, you know, predominantly boys from, you know, maybe a year below us to a couple of years above us. Fuck, there was lots of them down that end. Lots, lots, lots. And um, it was always that they... Everybody actually, even my girlfriends when they stayed over, would when they addressed my mum, it would be Mrs. C and and not a derogative C word, <laughs> like the yeah. it was the initial. Um, yeah. but with my stepdad it would be his na- his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think she still had that and still does to this day, she's got a big thing about respect. Yeah. And that it's the you know, you don't whereas we these days say, you know, You've got to earn respect, or people go, oh, You don't just get it, you earn it. Yeah. The baby boomers, you know, you they demand respect still, and the elderly. And I think to yeah. a certain degree, they are entitled. And then you've also got to go with the flow and the times as well and go, Well, hang on. You also got to remember that the word MILF wasn't invented then. No, it wasn't. Thank you, American Pie. She, your mum would have been in. Oh, my yeah. mum was, my, you yeah. know, and still to this day, my mum's very good looking. And when you talk yeah. about boomers, right, it's really hard to – because your mum, like, she, to me, she doesn't fit into that age group. Like, she, no. she's in age between. Age-wise, yes, but looks-wise. That's right. And, that's um, right. And, 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 yeah, and the lifestyle and, and how she presents herself and that. Yeah. She wasn't that – she was never that old mum and she's still no. not that old mum no, today. No, no, no. So it's like – and this is why I say, like, you know I've always admired your mum. Yeah, I think yeah, she's yeah. hot, right? <laughs> But I would say, yeah, your mum's still got it because she didn't step into, well, my kids are left home and I'm, I'm going to have grandchildren and I'm an old woman. She just went, well, no, this is how you just... No, like, God, even one stage she didn't even want to be called grandma or yeah. grandma. You know, I'm going, what? Yeah. Um, yeah, that was interesting. But at the same time as saying that, and that's pretty much right, that's how I sort of see it as well, still had, though, the mum values. Yeah. You yeah. know, like we were – it used to drive me nuts. But, you know, you'd come home and it'd be like, radio, get out of your school clothes, go and have a shower. You know, you've got to relax. And yeah. always dinner on the table, you know, yeah. always. Considering, you know, what you would think from the outside when we – you know, wherever we go with this conversation today. But I still <laughs> did have, believe it or not, that the sense of normal normality. Yeah. 
the sense of, you know, dad goes off to work <laughs> like yeah. everybody else. Yeah, yeah. And comes home at a certain time and my brother and I and, the, you know, and mum and dad at a dining table. Yeah. TV off. Yeah. Jay, stop talking so much and eat your food and still would be the first one to finish anyway. Yeah. Um, I had that normality and, you know, and there was a bedtime and there was... It was rules. Uh, there was rules. Yeah. And there was consequences. Yeah. Grounded for life. Two yeah. weeks. She's pretty tough, eh? <laughs> she was tough. Very yeah. tough. But I get it now. Yeah. Because I really could have went lots of ways that, oh, yeah. you know... Yeah, and and your mum's upbringing and what she's seen and what she'd been involved in and how she, then she went. Well, I'm just going to keep my foot on my kids, and Absolutely. so I know they don't go. Yeah. you know, to a path that I'd never went to. Yeah, and yeah. I think also you want better for your children, or you'd like, of course, to, you know, and to protect them from things that. I you think that's very natural. Pre- yeah, absolutely. And yeah. you weren't protected from... And it wasn't so much that you were just free-fall. It was just think, just the way we talk about things and what we're taboo and what you don't talk about and children should be seen and not heard, whereas I didn't raise my children like that. You yeah. Know, I felt we were, you know, children should be seen and not heard and if there's an adult conversation, the kids should be somewhere else. And, you know, I even remember Sundays at my great-grandmother's, you know, when... The cards, you know, we'd have our big meal on a Sunday and then the kids would be out the front, including me. Um, we'd be playing cricket or footy or something while the oldies would play cards and it wasn't yeah, until a yeah. certain age yeah. that you got the right to, you know, sit in. Yeah. Um, whereas I – and it was, it's been a struggle with um, mum and I with certain things. Like I said, I don't believe children should – it should be the children should be seen and not heard. If the children have got something to say, you should listen. If you're yeah. whinging and whining – Totally agree. Yeah. Back off, Harry Luke. See you later. But if they've got something to say, and that adults aren't always right. No. You know because. And you like, but you now you learn, you learn that and as we we're parents that. now, <laughs> as we're parents now, and we see we, and as I say about my son, I had to relearn a lot of shit. Mm. Probably between fourteen and sixteen, mm. I had to relearn. You're not just going to do as I say. No. You're going to push back, and then I've got to then react. Not like how my dad did. Yeah. My dad's attitude was do as you're told, not as you know. Yeah, do as I, do as I say, not, not as, as I do. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And um, yeah. so all of that that old mentality they had, you've sort of got to just tune it. Yeah. And now to the point where I have conversations with my son, but I I pull him up at times and go, "Fuck, hang on. You want to say your piece? That's okay." Yeah. But then when I want to talk, you just want to shut me down because you don't want to hear, hear it. Well, it because fuck I'm, I'm not s- agreeing with you. We've had this conversation yeah. too and both of us have had that with the kids. Yeah, well, I had it three days ago. Yeah. And, and then by the end of the conversation, he come around with something completely blindsided me and I'm like, this is why I love having conversations with you now yeah. because you're an adult and you say shit that makes me think and oh, that's look, a whole other story. I, oh, look, I can tell you now even through my girl's pregnancy, the change of um, – you know, well, her life's changed. Married now, about to have her first. Yep. You know, so her thinking and her... I'm not going to say maturity. I, that's an interesting word, maturity. Um, but her high, hindsight and now what she sees and how she perceives yeah. things. Yeah, And... But I, and I will say, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking for Miss B, but I will tell you what I know of her that 
for everything that you two have clashed at different times, mm. she's now going into appreciation stage. I think so with some things. Yeah, where she's like, <laughs> yeah. but, but she knows you got your back twenty four seven. Oh, absolutely. And I think he, he's the same. The boy, which you know, you heard him on on um, before we. We've come to air today. You heard him on the phone with me. He's a good kid. He's a good kid too. You know, totally different, totally great kids. And I'm really proud of them. Yeah. And I'll own it. I was a single mum. Look at you, proud mum. Single mum. Sacrificed, went, you know, for them and showed them. And I think you've got to be a good role model. Doesn't mean you're perfect. Yeah. You've got to own your mistakes and own your... And your kids kids pick up on your imperfections. Of course they do. And that's, that's what makes us humans. So here's a question I've got for okay. you. Okay. Now this is going to reflect back to school. Oh, okay. What teacher mm. did you like or dislike at school? Mm. And while you're thinking about that, the second part of the question is: mm. now that you're a teacher, <laughs> and how does that feel for you? So tell me about who you liked and who you didn't like as a teacher. And I don't mean looking at him as a professional. No, but no, just as our, like the connection that you have yeah, as a student. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I know this sounds very, very cliche with her name. I look at it in primary. Uh, here's the other thing too. Mm. Because of the age we are, and generally they're probably not going to be working. They might even be dead. Zero fucks. I don't care. So just out them. No, I'm just going to say it's really funny because her last name is Smith. I'm okay. I'm just saying I'm not using her name, um, a pretend name. Um, in And I've got it for primary and for high school. For primary school, it was definitely a teacher by the name of Miss Smith and she came onto um, our grounds when we were in Year 5 and Shelley and I, um, she was right into like AFL and the cricket, so really a tomboy, um, not gay, not, you know, any, like let's not put anyone into little categories. She was just a teacher that really loved her sports. Yeah. And... She wasn't actually our class teacher. She was our maths teacher in year five and year six. And we just got... She was just really nice, really cool. Had a really good um, rapport with her. And you knew that she cared because she's probably the only teacher that my mum and stepdad would remember. Yeah, okay. Well. Um, and she ended, up li- she ended up moving over to our area after when I was... Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and through her as well, she kept my friendship with Shell. Yeah, um, and okay. that's still to this day. Like she's the only one that I went to high primary school with that I'm still friends with. Yeah. So her, um, the one I, I would say, Mum would say he loved me. I didn't like my year six teacher. Right. He was the deputy principal, Billy Bunter. That's what we used to call him. I just used to think he picked on me a lot, and I also feel that the person that should have got school captain, boy school captain, didn't. You know, and we we were oh, it's all rorted, rah rah rah. High school. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah. In sixth class, yeah. you were pushing back against them going, it's all rorted. We knew it was rorted. And Good we talked girl. And we talked about it about a week ago, actually, when I caught up with Shell. Actually, no, it was only a couple of days ago. Yeah. And well, when everybody comes out and says they've voted for so-and-so and so-and-so. Yeah. And you hear his name all the time, like everybody. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't get picked. And he's not in the deputy principal's class, and he's not an academic. He's, yeah, okay. you know, and you, you're not when you when you're not stupid, you're not stupid. And we figured that out back then. Yeah. Um. So that sort of makes you go, oh God, was even happening in primary school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, high school. Um, loved Mr. Cook in maths because he used to, you could easily get him off. 
Are you serious? Oh, he used to go and talk. We, we, we talk, told us about when his house got broken into when he was eating fish and chips watching TV and yeah, he didn't even okay. eat the burger. Look, he was really easy to, like, lead off. You know who I'm going to say for high school. Who you... Looks-wise, Mr Mundy was yeah. just hot. I was, I was just waiting to hear. Uh, yeah, and um, I was in 7A1, 8A1. I, you know, I was in... I wanted, and he was the English 2 teacher. Yeah. And all I wanted to do was in his class. I had him in... Year 10, 10 E2. Yeah, like, and I remember him actually. And he was also um, in charge of the SRC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we had a really cool year supervisor. I think Mr Ware was really nice. Fuck yeah, he's a I champion, man. I thought he was man. awesome. Clunas, I didn't mind. Mm. Um, remember Fossil? You didn't have Fossil in science. We called him Fossil because he looked so Who, Johnny old. Ward? Yes. Yeah, he'd have to be dead. Oh. <laughs> he'd have to be dead. Yeah. And I know all you guys probably really liked Miss Kay because she wore her G-string leotards back then for PE. Do you know, at, at, <laughs> at the time, at the time, and I think... And Chartis and Donnelly were sleazies. Yeah, Donnelly, well... Donnelly definitely was. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't remember Chartis. Chartis wasn't... I wasn't... Yeah. He wasn't there when I was yes, there. Yes, he was. Nope. Year 10. No. He wasn't PE. there. No. Fowler came. That's when Fowler was there. Chartis was gone. Maybe I'm getting names mixed up. Alan Feller. What did he look like? Rugby league player. Played no, for Western Suburbs. No, no, no. Yeah, he was there in year 10. Was he? Yeah, he just, that was his first year. I can't remember. Yeah. I, I'm, I follow, I'm going to tell you, he's yeah. one of the funniest dudes. I still follow him on Instagram yeah. and Twitter. Twitter? Yeah. Yeah, Facebook. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. The guy is an absolute rat bag. He's a funny man. And, a, and he was a, a good footballer too. It's yeah. fucking tough, yeah. He I, looks, and he looks... Better than anyone we went to school with. Oh, well, that wouldn't be hard. Like, like he <laughs> some of them trains and he's, yeah. he's fit as fuck. Yeah. No, I think most of our high school teachers I didn't mind. Oh, Adam's the DP. He was a bit of a tosser, but... He's a dickhead. Harmless to me. Um, loved Mr. Ware, just especially with what... Um, if I say it, you're just going to burst out laughing. Especially with the Sally Calcutt. Oh, I said her whole name. So what? She's not under that name <laughs> um, anymore. Yeah. Um, especially with that, with what happened with me and yeah, yeah. Ian Ware is probably one of the nicest men. Really nice. Then I didn't realise that I was searching for a mentor. Mm. He was a mentor. Now I'm going to give you an example of how much of a nice guy he is. The first reunion I went to, because he understood what my childhood was like and yeah. and uh, how I was brought up, blah blah blah. Whereas when, nobody had an idea or a clue about me. No. Nah. <laughs> No. <laughs> but he came to me at the reunion and yeah. said to me, how are you? And and he – it wasn't just piss talk. It wasn't yeah. just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tokenistic. He was actually, how would you get on and yeah. you know, what's been going on? Yeah. And it was just like from the heart and and I didn't want to oh, – there's a lot going on and people around yeah, and everyone yeah, and I didn't yeah. want to get in with But I just wanted to go, yeah, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll sort it out. And he goes, oh, I'm glad, I'm glad. Yeah. And it was genuine compassion and empathy. Yeah. And I think that... Um, They're the good ones, you know. Yeah. And they lost him. Yeah. He said, well, this, the way that schooling's gone and the way teaching's gone and the way that plays out, I'm, yeah. I, I got out. And he, I think when I last spoke to him, he was working for Qantas. Yeah, that's yeah. really sad. He, he was a, he good, was, he was a good dude. And I never had any prior... Um, oh, not interest. I never crossed paths with him mm. when I was there the first time. Mm. When I came back... Mm. Um, I got dropped in his lap basically and they went, this is this guy and he's out of, you know, whatever, out of control, whatever. We talk about 
I don't think any of you boys were out of control. But I can, you know, like, the biggest thing that I can, like, I've, I teach in primary schools, all right, and one of the schools that I have taught in, like, we would have fights. There'd be, you know, boys would be fighting or, you know, there'd be problems. Our high school, I think the biggest thing for me that I used to think with fights was the big food fights. Yeah. You know, they weren't yeah. punch-ups. So, yeah, there was a few pun- – but it wasn't like it was a weekly thing or a daily thing. No. And then when it was a fruit fight, well, that was just like, you know, if you've got a piece of fruit in your hand, you threw it. Um, it's pretty much. Then someone started it and everyone, well, what have I got? And, you know, yeah. no, I'm not throwing my Chelsea bun. I'm lined up for that. Yeah. I'm not a It's only four of them. I'm not throwing that. But, yeah, it's interesting being yeah. a teacher and a student. So that, that, was, that was my next part of that was mm. – to say, and actually, just to come back on the whole um, high school captain and prefects and stuff, yeah. right? in year 11, at the end of year 11, he actually came up to me, Mr. Ware, and mm. said to me, Ian, he's a, we're mm. adults, and said to me, oh, Can I have a chat to you? Blah, blah, blah. You know that everyone's going to vote, blah, blah, blah. Your name's been put forward. Mm. I'm just going to let you know that they're actually not going to let you run. Because I was me. And he said, I, But I wanted to be the one to tell you. Um, they don't approve of you becoming a prefect. So, unfortunately, you're not going to be allowed to be in the running. It's so funny. Can I tell you? I don't even know if we've ever talked about this. Do you know that was one of the things that they tried to dabble in front of me to keep me on? You know, oh, really? We'll talk about, like, people have gone, hang on, well, she's a teacher. But I left in year 10. Yeah. And that's why I think when a lot of people that, sort of lost track with me. What? How? You ended up becoming a teacher. Long story and we'll probably get into that, whatever. But me being the SRC rep, like we had the four of us. Yeah. And it was Paul, Johnny V. Yeah. And I think it was Craig who ended up being your school captain. Yeah. Um, oh, did he? Oh, yeah, he did too. With, did too. Of course with, he did. With Bill. Yeah. Um, and I was the only female and got voted in the whole four years. Yeah. And, yeah, Mr. Ware and Mr. Mundy. No, you know, if you stay, you'll probably end up being school captain. And yeah. What? Well, I don't even want to go to uni. What are you talking about? I'm not. I'm out of here. I'm going back yeah. to Sydney. CBD. See you later. Yeah. School is not for me at this stage. So it's interesting. And yeah. You. Yeah. And yet we weren't bad kids. God, there was worse people than you in our year. It was just. Frank, it it not was. Ah, uh, Fabio. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fabio. Yes, we went to school with a Fabio. I think he's dead. Oh, you're kidding. I remember piercing his ear with ice and a needle. Oh, yeah. I won't confirm it. I probably should like I probably should do research before we do yeah, but I think I think he He went the dark side, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah. got mixed up in some some, yucky some bad stuff, yeah. Mm. Um so yeah, what's important now is that I don't think we were bad. <laughs> I don't I don't think of a lot of shit that goes on. Yeah. But it was interesting to see that teaching lost the likes of Ian Ware because yeah. it was like no, you guys, but then you've stepped into it. Now you're seeing it. Mm. One of the biggest questions I've got to ask you, and, mm. and this is what I want to sort of probe, I guess, is um, how do you deal with parents? In Because it's not the kids that are trying to fucking run the school. It, it's the parents of the kids. Mm. And what? Wh- when did it shift when they thought that the PNC is the ruling body of the school? Because it's... The feedback that I get on on how many times parents, are, I don't say they're always interfering. Everyone's got their children's best interests at heart. Look, absolutely. I totally they're understand that. From good places, yeah. but some parents are fucking 
incredible. And I can tell you one that I know personally um, that has a disabled child and she's a fucking bulldozer mm. in order to get what she wants mm. and I think people get caught up and get lost. Yeah. How do you manage those personalities? Because at Teachers College they're not saying to you, you're going to get these, these fucking stupid parents because no, no. One, no one has that Look, understanding. when you go to uni, I mean, it's like any profession, you are going to learn on the job. Yeah. Okay? You can learn all the theory. It's about putting it into practice. And um, the good thing for me was be, being a mature age student and going to uni, well, I had the kids. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> yeah, mad as a cut snake, went to uni, you know, changed careers. Didn't start a career. I had a career in something else and changed careers and went to uni with two kids under three. Yep. And... I think being a parent was good. It gave me a hindsight. Primary school, I'm finding it depends on what area you're working as well. Region-wise. Region-wise yep. and socio-economic areas. Yep, yep. And it's – I didn't really get a lot of grief. If anything, I've had some brilliant parents come from, believe it or not, the low socio-economic because they, they want your help, you know. Yeah, yeah, They yeah. need your help. They're not telling you. ...what you can do because they don't really know... Yeah. ...or it's um, it's just something that they're not as passionate about maybe. I'm not saying that they're not caring for their kids as much... ...it's just that they've got those different needs... ...and they trust you probably a little bit more. You're the professional. Yeah. Um, and, and to put it in perspective just so everyone understands... We didn't come from the richest part of no, Sydney, no, no. but we didn't come from the dirt poor no, part of Sydney. No, we were predominantly homeowners. Yeah, and we, and in, we didn't have. Our, but I've also went to school, primary school though, for that little snippet of my time due to circumstances beyond my control. I yep. was in housing commission for four years. Yep. Yep. So I, I've seen as a as a child and a teenager the different socioeconomic, not to the extreme of the wealth wealthy. Yeah. Um, but definitely... I know, you guys, you guys did all right, yeah. Well, we were, we were probably one of the wealthiest people in our area. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's... I think the shift changed when, good, bad or indifferent, that as adults we lost the right... And I'm not going to use the word, even though I'm about to say it, I'm not going to use the word discipline, but we had the right to still know better... And it's not the respect thing, but the there's a time and a place when you can have an opinion. Yeah. Um, I think I've been pretty fortunate. I've been very, with my career, I've been very in touch with my parents as far as the community. I think you really do have to win your community and know your community and know what their needs are and you can address them. Yes, there are. We don't call them helicopter parents anymore. We call them drone parents. Yeah, nice. Um, because there's drone. And you've got That's to remember that they come from a good place. You do have to sometimes do the hard and fast rule, like with all these storms, sorry, storms, all the fire um, last year and the smoke, you know, and you've got a child that's got asthma. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, or anaphylactic or, you know, anything like that. You go into meltdown overdrive as a parent of a kindergarten child. I think trust. I think parents have to trust us that we are professionals. We know what we're doing. Yeah. We've got your best interests at heart as well for your kids. 
Yeah, and 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 we're not here to make you look like a bad parent. No, not Let at all. Let us do our job. And I've always said, I don't go into Coles or Woolworths and give the checkout chick twenty dollars, and she gives me ten dollars change, and I go, why'd you give me a ten dollar note? Why didn't you give me two fives? Yeah, I don't. You know, like well, yeah. it's the same, isn't it? Um, yeah, I think you've got to know your your parents. And there really are some hard ones. Yeah. There are some hard ones, don't get me wrong. You've got to be professional and you've got to hopefully have somebody that you can vent to at home. Yeah. But get it out to let it go and to not take it personally because it wouldn't matter if it was you or me if they've got an agenda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they do want to know a lot more and I don't think that's a bad thing in some ways but let the professionals do their job and respect that we know what we're doing. Yeah, there's a thing about um, a level, I guess, of... They're entitled to their opinion, but yeah. they're not the ones that are teaching the kids. Yeah. Like you can, do you know? Like the one of the one of the things I grew up with, and and your family is exactly the same. Your parents are realistic. Yeah. Um. What did you do? Why did you get in trouble? No yeah. blaming somebody else. That's exactly. They're not like they got oh. the phone call. Yeah. And this is what I said to my kids too. Yeah. When I raised them, I said, "Look, you're not followers." Yeah. All right. If you get yourself in, if you get in trouble, you've got no one to blame except yourself. Yep. Don't tell me, oh yeah, but Johnny told me that you know, oh he was doing it, so I did it. No, 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 no. You've got a mind of your own. Think. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that I think is the way. There are some parents now that have to justify why their child got in trouble because they think if they don't, it's going to be a reflection on their parenting. And I think that there's a lot of pet. A lot of parents are very anxious about being parents and yep. are too worried about being their friend and not upsetting their children and, you know, all of that organic, just let them be. Kids work better with structure. Yeah, okay. I say it even with casual teachers. Oh, shit, yeah. Like, you know, a casual teacher will come in for the day, especially say someone's sick, um, so there's nothing being prepared. So a casual teacher will come in, you go to, say, oh, I'll take him out for sport or I'll do some art. Well, you do art. That's unstructured. The whole cr- classroom's crazy. The yeah. teacher comes in and you haven't cleaned up and there's paint everywhere. That gets on people's nerves. Structure. Just give them structure. They like to have boundaries. Yeah. It's kids. Like, high school, I can't give you an opinion on that as a teacher. Um, but I do see a lot of parents, oh, you know, my child got bullied. Yeah. Okay. Now, don't get me wrong. Bullying has been happening in school since we were kids. I'm going to own it. I probably bullied some kids. Fucking me. Yeah. <laughs> but I also got bullied. And I'm not saying one's right, one's wrong. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. saying, you know, bullies become bulliers and all of that sort of stuff. But it did happen. But, you know, if we're going to really look at it and look at the definition of bullying, it's that con- consistent, you know, attack negativity, mm. putting down whatever it is. And it's um, I'm finding a lot these days is that children aren't knowing how to be socially correct the way we speak to each other. It's not how what you say. It has old saying, but it's not how what you say, it's how you say it. You know, you and I could be having a conversation just about something. One of our mates comes over and goes, oh, what are you, what are you guys talking about? It's got nothing to do with you. Go away. We don't want to talk to you. Oh, oh, yeah. they've, they've excluded me, you know, and... I think that's a really big thing about with kids. Kids are so worried about being excluded from things. Mm. 
social media has so much to do with that as well. Well, I've got a question on that about social media. Yeah, so I think it's more we've got to teach each other. You know, it doesn't cost much to just be nice to each other. Mm. Manners cost nothing. Manners cost nothing. Yeah. We don't all have to be friends, but we should be friends. And that goes with everybody. You know, it's not just kids. It's you've got to lead by example too. I'm talking people you work with, your family. Yeah, of course. You know, and I just think it sounds really simple to do, but we as a society, I don't think, do it a lot. I think people are very much, you know, negativity. No, it's when you talk about um, being excluded or yep. bullied or I, th- I feel that these terms have been focused on mm. or being focused on in a similar way that like the whole PC world is of political correctness. Yeah. And it's like because – because here's a big kick in the guts, kids. If you don't stand on your own dig, when you go into the working world, someone's going to own your ass. Absolutely. My advice to my my son. So so my, I sent my son to a, a Catholic boys' school. Mm. I thought it was going to be a good idea. I still regret it to this day. Well, you know I'm pro-public education, so we won't go down that road. Yeah. But what I learnt was I was literally putting him in like a jail system. Yeah. Because it's full of fucking boys. Yeah. It's a testosterone factory. Oh, my, and partner was, my partner will tell you the same thing. He went to a boys' school. Yeah. yeah. And they're trying to stand over each other. <laughs> so I just said to him from a very early stage, and it, you'll probably re- have a giggle relate to this, mm. you're nobody's bitch. Mm. You've got to stand up for yourself. Otherwise, mm-hmm. someone's going to own you. Mm-hmm. And I don't want you getting in fights every day, but mm. you need to use your smarts. Mm. He was very fortunate that he had cousins one year, two years and three years or like several years above. Yeah. Uh, and the one the year above him sort of gave him a guidebook, I guess. But, yeah. you know, he will never say that he was bullied because he stood on his own dig. Yeah. My son was a lot shorter than the rest of the kids. He was tiny. Like he was a little – he didn't shoot up until he was 15 or, yeah. you know. 14, 15 was when he started. He's, he's as tall as I am now. But he never got that. Now, I never said to him, you tell me who was picking on you because that's not how I operate. Mm. But he knew I was there for him. I would just sort of – and I think the bullying and the PC, I think it's very hard for a teacher because parents come to school and go, my child's been bullied. Well, fucking teach your kid. Don't send your kid to school to learn social etiquette where that's what parents do first. Don't make it the teacher's responsibility. And that's where I struggle with. Yeah. Oh, look, I remember you've actually made me think and it's – Coming up, you know, school's back next week and being, you know, the head teacher of my stage and we have parent information night and I've said it the last couple of times, you know, and I th- it's not a throwaway. I do say to the parents, just remember, you don't believe everything your child says when they come home from yeah, school. Yeah, And, no, but it comes both ways. And we won't believe everything that the children come home with, you know, come yeah. to school with. Yeah. Um, I had one of my kids, I never forget, we were talking about something and, you know, all this self-reporting or, or you've got to report if somebody says something to you. And one of my boys, single parent, been, he's been raised by his dad. Yeah. Um, his mum had died. And, you know, dad's an ochre doing a great job. The kids are in sport, you know. And, um, yeah, you I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you teach these kids, rah, rah, rah. And we just talked about things and said, look, at the end of the day, you're the parent, 
first, not their friend. Yeah. And as I said, I come back to it. You know, a lot of people are saying, you know, they just want to, oh, my kid, you know, I've got to stand up for my child because nobody else will. No, what you need to do is you need to teach your children resilience. Yeah. Um, you know, I've seen some kids just soldier on and go, oh, my God, they've copped it so much. Yeah. You know, or and we've also said you don't know what's going on. Yeah. You know, you don't know what people leave at home. You know, we do as teachers now. You know, I know when if my I've got a child that's got a parent that's going through cancer or yep. you know, or yep. they've lost a, a grandparent and things like that. When I look back at us when we were at school, man, with what happened to me, no one said anything. Yeah. Now it wasn't like they didn't know. Yeah. Well, it wasn't the news. It was on the news. Yeah. Um, but yeah. never. Never pulled into a counsellor, never, you know. But mum raised me. You know, we were very... Like, I feel I'm really, really resilient. Um, but also, just because you are doesn't mean people should put shit on you either. No, you know, like and it's... like, try and throw it and see how resilient you are. But, yeah, interesting. But, and, and again, you know, like, I, I subscribe to the theory of use your words, not your fists. Yeah, absolutely. Right? In, in to, to try and – and I say to my son, you're, if you're smarter, I say, I say it to him, like, he's a fucking adult now, so it, this yeah. is all past tense, right? Yeah. But, you know, if you're smarter, you're smarter to know not to get dragged down to their shit, mm. right? And that happens. There's always going to be indecision. But schooling is the grounding for adult life. Because the minute you walk out of high school, you're a fucking adult. And if your parents are going to mollycoddle you for the next 15 years, well, that's up to your parents' choice. Yeah. But, like, and and I've heard this so many times, uh, listen to American podcasts and listen to schooling in Mm. America and stuff. When you finish high school and you're going to college, your parents are like, well, we're going to help you with college, but hands off, you're out of here, you're going off to college. Yeah. And that you need to... To bridge that gap and to step into that void. Well, a perfect thing you've just, you know, talking here, it's just popped into my head. I remember watching, oh, it would have been a couple of years back now, and they had, um, I can't even tell you what show it was, but they were interviewing some of the um, well-known people now that were raised in um, the public system compared to the private. Now, yep. it was um, Abe Saffron's son was one of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was private and I think it was, what's the big nose Elliot guy, Foster's? John Elliot. John Elliot. Yeah. His son was private, like, and they were just saying, compared to private school, to public school. Now, you go to private school, that's a selected audience. If I'm a teacher or if I'm a director of a private school and you come into my school and you're causing all havoc, I can say, see you later, goodbye. Yeah, we yeah, can't yeah. we can't turn away public system. Everybody's entitled. Yep. And you do sit and go, oh my goodness, I hate to say it, but bad people went to school. So yeah. obviously they had teachers. And I've had a few that have gone along the way. I've got um, an ex student I didn't teach him myself, but he has been killed, you know, doing things bad. Um, Shit. Yeah, twenty twenty one, probably about four years ago. Fuck. Got shot. Um and, yeah, and we've been to schools that with people that we know that, you know, have gone bad as well. And they Like were an ex-boyfriend of yours. Yes, I know. <laughs> Two, actually, which is pretty scary. Oh, yeah. Remember the other one? Fuck, too? yeah. Um, so, yeah, and, you know, these guys were saying, you know, private school. Now, when you go to private school, you're very protected in the way you've got, you know, not as many 
disruptions and you've got tutors and your classes are smaller and all of that. And then there's us at public school. Now, if you're going to achieve and you're wanting to go to uni, yeah, you know, there's, un- there's not private unis and public unis. Yeah, that's right. We're going that's to right. the same uni. Yeah. You're getting your – back for us then it was a UAI. You're getting your ATAR now. Yeah. Um, these guys that are coming through the public system and getting to uni, well, man, they've already got that studying and that independence because they've had to deal with, you know, someone throwing a chair in the classroom. Yeah, and, yeah, You know, yeah. they've already built up that resistance and a good work study ethic. Yeah. Whereas these guys have had a little tutor and had, you know, been all nice and soft and they're not achieving. And it has been proven that the kids come from public schools are achieving better results in uni. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that's still now. You know, we can... You know, I could speak to you for hours about our system and, you know, we always seem to get roared when that plan comes out and yeah. all of these and compared to the Swedes and the PISA and, you know, all of that stuff. But, yeah, we've got to get back to basics and we've got to let kids be kids. Basics, you're absolutely correct get, with basics. Let kids have some fun again. We yeah. put so much demands on them and therefore then what is that ripple, the ripple effect is that we're parents feel that there's demands on them and if they haven't got the education... yeah. You know, so I'm I'm a, I'm a big advocate for no homework. I think kids at that at age and uh, their brain capacity to be locked into the the time frames that they yep. are for yep. the long period of time. Yep, they don't shouldn't be doing homework. But I also think there needs to be a revision of the day's work. Beautiful before you put the. Do- before you shut that day away yep. and then the next day. Yeah. That's what I think. And that's where there should be a lot more self-reflection, evaluation. You yeah. Know. But but it, because – and he, here's where you struggle to come out with one theory for everyone. Yeah. And, and you right. would one see – One size does not fit all. Because every single child in that class is on a different scale. Absolutely. So Similar but different. Yeah. 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 Um, my, my personal view on homeworkers and coming from – been a single mum parent as well you know not only was I starting my teaching career but I started teaching when my boys started kindergarten yeah so um and you know B was in dance and everything and J would go into whatever he was into for that year so a lot of running around so I always had the if I was going to give homework out it was the Monday to Monday yeah not Monday to Friday yeah and a few of the teachers said, oh, what are you doing that for? I said, look, my weekends are freer than my weeknights. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to have soccer training or, sorry, football for you. Thank you. Um, soccer training, again, <laughs> yeah. or dancing or whatever. Then kids shower and then, you know, they're tired and we've got to get this homework in. Yeah, yeah, Reading, yeah. totally different thing. Yeah. Okay, totally different thing. I really believe should read to their kids Fuck every yeah. night, you know, or get them to read. Reading is not homework. Reading's just like I wish I had time to read just for pure enjoyment. I read so much for work now that I don't read yeah. for enjoyment. Um, I think homework can be an option. I don't want to set a project and have to mark all the parents' work. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because we want them to, you know, a diorama comes in from an eight-year-old yeah. that I couldn't even do, let alone yeah. me and, you know, a, a whole art degree. But, yeah. um, and Dad sends it in going, good piece of get? work, that. Yeah, what did we get? What yeah. did we get? 
Yeah. And I've had I've had a child say to me, "Oh, Dad wants to know how we how we." Oh, you know, fuck off! Really? Thought, yeah. Well, Dad can come in. Um, so I think it, for me, it's an option. I predominantly have um, taught Year Five and Year Six homework tasks. Opt in if you want. You're in charge of you. You're in charge of your learning. That's what yeah. I always say. I'm in charge of. I'm. I teach. Yeah. Not teachers are not the smartest people in the world. Um, we know how to teach. We know how to deliver. I'm not saying we're dumb. I'm saying if we were smart, we'd be in another career, be earning a lot more money. Um, but I think there should be that. Um, you know, it's up to you. If you want to do it, here's something that you can do. And I send tasks. Yeah. And it's not so much revision. Because you should, I, I do that in, in class, this is me personally, but some life skills or just finding out some general knowledge. Mm, do you know mm. how many kids don't have general knowledge anymore? It's amazing. I th- and I think that's not, that, I think that's a world shift. Yeah. Because it's. Um, I don't need to, I can Google it. <laughs> well, when we were in high school, you didn't have, like there was no such thing as the internet. You didn't have access to... Yes, like, it was. There was Funk and Wagnalls. Well, I was about to say. That was... And we never had a set. My grandparents did. We had two. So... Oh, I cut out pictures of the old one. Oh, bullshit. I only told Mum that not long ago. You know, she goes, I know. Like, we, had, we had the maroon set and then the updated ones, the yeah. black and gold ones. Yep, yep. <laughs> and yep. once I'd get the big... The project book or the big piece of cardboard and I'd go... Cut the pictures. No way. Out of them. So, like, mum's encyclopedias. But how do we missing pictures depending on what our subject was? Yeah. Oh, I'd love if she looked back and found them. Oh, no, she wasn't a hoarder. That'd be good. No, yeah, her. yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, we had – my nan and pop had the world book. Yeah. And um, I remember saying – being sent down, we're going to go to nan and pop's, so you've got to go finish that project. Like, a, um, and, and, look, the world's changed. But what we never predicted was that the kids would have – a computer in their pocket with them 24-7, mm-hmm. which more important than wallet and keys. They've Absolutely. always got to have their phone. And that if they don't know, they could use it. They don't fucking use it. No. Or they don't use it correctly. But they, they think everything on the internet is gospel. Well, yeah. You know, but, and anyone can write on Wikipedia. But here's, here's the other one that I always, always get amazed with is that on Facebook they'll communicate with each other mm. and someone will say, but isn't this blah, 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 Rather than go to Google and do the research and put that question in and find out the answer, they'll ask their friends yeah. and go, no, it's such and such. Yeah. Say it's Hugh Jackman. And the friend will go, you're a fucking idiot, it's not Hugh Jackman. And they'll have an argument yeah. when if someone had a Google to Googled it, I would have given them, they would have went, oh, no, it's not, sorry, it's this. No, no, no. It amazes me. It amazes oh. me of how fucking stupid. But they've got the resources. Yeah. Now, the best example I heard recently in a podcast was, do you remember phone numbers? And he goes, he said, I remember mine, I remember my parents Mm -hmm. and everything else is, I just look under the alphabet on the phone. Now, that's a, I'm I'm talking, we're Gen X, so that's a Gen X thing. But I can tell you long before. But we're Gen X. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's a Gen X thing. Yeah. But long before there was eight digits in a number, there was only seven. You would alphabetically remember everyone's phone number. Your mum's, your nan's, you know, your friends. Like mm. if someone asked you, oh, do you know such and such number? Yeah, here it is. Like I can tell you our first phone number was 602 mm. There you go. 602 my, my nan's last number on the cent- 
Central Coast. Yeah. <laughs> was four three nine two eight oh eight oh. Yeah. Mine my last landline, who has landlines these days, yeah, exactly. you don't just plug it in for you. You've got a number, yeah. but who knows and because you only use it for the internet. Yeah. Um yeah. Four three nine two one nine three one. Uh, I still remember Shell's mum and dad's from where they live. But when I, um, my partner, what we've been together five years this year, yeah, I didn't remember, know his number, right? Yeah. I didn't know his number. I yeah. just needed to know his name yeah. because that's what we did. Yeah. But I do know it now because when you start writing forms, you know, and that's me, start writing things, you remember, you, didn't, you don't have to. We lazy our minds with some things. You ever been in a shop and they go and uh, and what's your mobile number? You go, oh, hang on, I'll just find out. For and you, you go, oh yeah, fuck, hang on, it? yeah, yeah. Whereas my brother, um, the big G, yeah, um, he says the good G-man. thing is the good thing is I'm the only one that hasn't changed my mobile. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like my yeah. mobile number has been stayed the same solid for twenty odd years. Yeah. So I'm the go-to. Yeah. <laughs> But is and so if you take that style of learning mm. to oh no we don't need to know that other it's it's like they want to keep their mind empty of shit that they don't want need to know. Well, they think they don't need to know. Well, that's right. Right, because I and really interesting things happened in the last few months. I went over when I went overseas, um, and we had a big thing. We went with another couple. Went to the beautiful Maldives. Very spoiled. Um, and we're sitting with breakfast and the four of us had a big thing. No phones when we're talking, you know, we don't need it. And, yeah. You know, I got told off because, you know, I was checking some emails and that sort of stuff, but not, at the, not when we were eating. And we looked over and it didn't matter what nationality. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not going to say one over the other. Yeah. And you'd look over and there'd be four people. None of them are talking to each other. Yeah, right? all on their phones. Now, my mate who's sitting with us, Chris, he said, it's interesting, he said, watch it though. He said, the boys have got theirs horizontal because they're playing a game. Yeah, right. And the girls have got theirs vertical because they're, they're uploading something on Facebook or Yeah, Instagram. yeah, yeah. I also noticed it um, last week, a couple of weeks ago when we were up at Movie World and um, it was raining and, you know, the queues were a bit longer. And my partner and I, we were just gas bagging, yeah. looking, at, looking at other people, looking at other people, seeing what they're doing. You've got four people, perfect opportunity to have a chit-chat. Oh, we've got to wait for an hour. Out came the phones. Yeah, the art of conversation's dying. No conversations. Yeah. It's dying. And, and, and it if is you're talking, people look at you and go, oh, you're being rude. You're actually like, yeah. don't you know people are waiting here? And like, yeah. I'm having a conversation. Actually, if you, you, when we talk about social etiquette, if you watch a kid, a kid will be focused in on his phone mm. and two people will be talking, standing behind a queue or whatever, mm. and the kid will turn yeah. and look. You're disturbing me. And stare through them as in, what the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah. Like, can't you – like, it, it's, it's disturbance to them. Yeah. And that's the scary thing with kids these days is when we came home, when that street light went on or you heard the, get home, you know, dinner's yeah. on. Um, street lights for me. Yeah, mine was street lights too. Yeah. Um, you left all that and you were lucky if you got to use the phone. Yeah. And you were lucky if you had a cordless phone, let alone one with a long string. And, yeah. you know, if your parents didn't want to drop the phone, they just disconnect it. Yeah. You know, you were lucky if you had that. And this is the thing, kids are bringing that in. You know, I don't want to miss out. I've, I'm, I, want, I'm, 
And I remember mm. taking from B's head while she was asleep. You know, she'd fallen asleep with that phone. Yeah. Near her, you yeah. know, right to the last minute of those eyes being closed. Yeah. Just to make sure we're not missing out on anything. And there's there's a terminology, FOMO. Oh. Fear of missing out. Fear of missing out. And that's that's what it is. And I think I can relate to it on a social sense as in when I went through my party boy image and like party boy stage and, and you know, well, actually probably when I was engaged and I was getting married, it was like, fuck, you can't take this away from me. I would be the last one home. Like I would be the last man standing. I'd still... Yeah, because once you left it was over. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and that was my fear of missing out. Yeah. But it was about interacting with my friends and mm. like I loved it. It was my friends and my family. This is what I wanted, you know, like it... And I just find social media. And my question I was going to come to you was, is like, you know, the effects of social media now mm. and how it affects the kids. As a teacher, um, um, you know, and your kids that you see, um, and how do you think – well, so so we've got a pretty good guys on social media and how kids interact. But how yeah. do you think our school years would have been had we had oh. social media? What do you think it would have done? Would it would it have ramped up the tempo sexually? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Look, as I said, like being in the primary sector, I don't get why kids, kids, not teenagers, kids have phones. You know, we've got we've got nine year olds that you know have probably got a better phone than us, or at least yeah. got the latest phone and the iPad and all of that sort of stuff. Bringing them to school. Now, why do you need to bring them to school if you're supposed to check them in anyway? If there's an urgency, your parents are going to ring the school. Yeah. We've got phones. Now, even me as a teacher, I remember when I first started teaching, you put your handbag and your, your phone and all that in your storeroom. Yeah. And even I remember my boss um, even saying, you know, you don't need your phone, blah, 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 blah. In the school that I'm in now, um, we've got phones in our classrooms Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't ring out, um, but we can ring internally. So, yeah. you know, the office can ring through to me and say, you know, listen, Jay, um, little Johnny's got to be um, – go to after-school care today. Yeah. You know, so I've given the message. That's how it should yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you go to camps, very interesting. They've you know, all I'm got their phones. Five, yeah, I'm talking 10, 11, 12-year-olds. Yeah. Now, we say to the parents – they don't need their phone. It's about the experience. And they don't camp like we did. They go in cabins now. Yeah. Um, I've even had to take a ch- – I've, you know, a few years ago, she'd be an adult now, the phone off the child, mum on the phone, and it was mum ringing and mum said, oh, just sneak it in because I can – you know, I'm really going to miss you. I need to speak oh, to you. Oh, fuck's sake. And I've just gone – you know, like you, you are allowing her to break the rules. You're saying, don't worry about what the teachers yeah. say. Yeah. Now, what we've said is, what happens if we're sharing a room? There's four girls in a cabin. We're all doing whatever. We're mucking around, getting ready for dinner. We're all ready. But little Jenny comes out and she's only got a towel and a shower cap on. Yeah. You're taking a picture of me. The bathroom's behind me. Jenny walked past. You put it live on Instagram. Yeah. Bang. Yeah. You know, yeah. like... It's to protect them as well and that's – yeah. they don't see it as a fear. I don't think the young ones see it as a fear or a concern because they've grown up with it. Our generation's the generation that go, well, hang on, we remember. We're the last teenagers. We really are the last set of teenagers. Yeah. You know, maybe kids 10 years younger than us as well. Um, 
Yeah. That didn't have to worry about that stuff. What did we worry about? The flasher. You don't see flashes anymore. No. You don't need to because you just have to go on the internet. Yeah. But, you know, I remember, you know, a flasher being in, in the street. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Had the coke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. me and um, Dancy Girl, Blondie down the end. You know who I'm oh, talking yeah, about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can remember. Yeah. Morbank's own Kylie Minogue. Dun, dun. That's it. Yeah. So... Yeah, and interesting. It, so yes, would it have would it have been different? Absolutely. I'm so glad social media wasn't um, around and phones, camera phones. I mean, let's, let's be honest. You didn't want to take a film to the chemist, so oh. <laughs> and it would come back with a big sticker on it. Yeah. <laughs> if it was a yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, explicit photo, and it might have been you know a pair of boobs. So how many? So if we go back to social media now. Mm. How many guys' dicks from our year do you think you would have seen if we had social media? I reckon your inbox would have been full of them. Heaps. Yeah, it would have been full of them. Because I would tell you also, which it amazes me, when I was in my single days of yep. raising the kids and not having, you know, you still on occasionally on the go out. Oh, I've been on Tinder. Yeah. Um, I can't. Surprised me to no end how many guys want to send you a DP. Oh. And I go, I don't care about that. I want to know, believe it or not, I want to know what you look like. Yeah. I want to know what interests you in your big head, not your little head. Yeah. Um, I, read, I read women's comments on Twitter all the amazing. time. About the fact that um, how, like if, if they write something mm. to say, hey, listen, don't send a dick pic or you'll get blocked. Yeah. They get a massive influx of guys going, yeah, you're going to send a dick pic now. Yeah. I don't know what the yeah. fuck's wrong with people. I don't. Yeah. Look, social media dating, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, God, small world too. Yeah. Small world. Yeah. Well, I actually met my last serious relationship. Well, yeah, my last serious relationship yeah, yeah. I was in. Yeah, I know. Met via. Yeah, I know. Via Facebook. We did talk, remember? Yeah. yeah. No, I know. But you're I just, just telling, telling everyone. <laughs> but yes, um, well... It's the same as I know a few people that have actually met their husband or wife yeah. on um, on those sites. And look, if you're going to go on those dating sites, you're going to have to – you've got to see it for what it is too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like if you're going to go on a date – and like usually you could sum up where that date was going to go by your, your first interaction if you yeah. had gone to that next step. And yeah, I knew there was some that were just in it for a bit of fun and there was – one in particular that I did have a semi sort of relationship with and you know about that. You know, I think I rang you the first yep. night after I'd gone on, you know, gone out with him. Um, the interesting thing I had, and it is really scary, I don't care if you're going to meet someone in a public or a private place, you need to not tell someone what you're doing. Yeah, 100%. You, know, you really do. 100%. Now, I had a girlfriend um, that you know of that... Um, I would let her know and vice versa because we were the two single ones that were, you know, on those sites. Yeah. And I remember her ringing me, ringing me one day and going, look, I'm going on a date um, tomorrow night and his name's so-and-so and I'm meeting him. No, she said, I'm meeting him here, blah, 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 blah. She said something and I said, oh, he's not this guy. And I'd actually gone on a date with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes, you're kidding. Well, you know, if you've got similar friends, you've got similar interests, you're going to probably maybe that could happen. And she goes, oh, I can't do that, I can't do that. And I said, look, if you want to go out and have a nice 
time, have fun, go for it. Yeah. I'm just letting you know I've been down that road. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. girl code, no, 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 and she cancelled it. Yeah, yeah. I got a message within 15 minutes. Oh, that was your fault or he was my hitting fault. you up? My oh, fault. your fault. My yeah. fault. I went, oh, hang on. How's it my fault? I actually said for her to go out and have a date with you. Find out for herself. Find out for herself. You yeah. Know? But um, it is a small world. Oh, yeah. I, I can tell you when I lived down the south coast, I was in a relationship. Mm. But the friends of my partner, they had literally fucked the same guys. What? Not dated them. They had fucked them. Oh, my goodness. Like one guy, one guy I knew that was part of that group yeah. had slept with three of them yeah. and another guy had slept with another two of them. Like it was fucking the bizarrest thing. Crazy. You, yeah. And talking about that though, and you're talking about social media and dating. Yeah. The funniest thing is with even my few years of, of fun, you know, on social um, on the social dating sites is the the love of my life, my partner now. Yeah. We met the good old fashioned way through a friend yeah. at a club. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And even I'd, like, I'd still say friend of a friend is is, is it's, a you know, and, and it was funny because she actually wanted to set us up for a while. Yeah. You know, she's like, Oh, I found this guy, you know, I've met this guy down the club and like you know, when I say club I'm not talking nightclub sky, I'm talking RSL. Yeah, yep. the Ari, the Ari, the Rissol, and um, you know, I think you two would get on really well. And he didn't want to be set up, and I didn't want to be set up. And you know, we'd been introduced and said hi. You know, every time we sort of saw each other, hi, hello, how are you? Yeah. And it wasn't until nobody was around. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we sat down and just had a good conversation between the two of us. And yeah, and I think I even might have even rang and spoken to you and was like. Do things different, this, you know. This yeah, time well, you did, and I did. Yeah, and yeah. Um, and he did too. And like, yeah. One of the one of the cool things. One about the cool <laughs> things, and and um, and moving, I guess, away from yeah. from teaching and, and into and relationship yeah. stuff. Um, one of the cool things I really liked about it was the way that you guys went at your pace. Yeah, you didn't get caught up in the bullshit. You didn't get caught up. You got to do this. You, there was you just went. Oh, he was better than me with that. Yeah. Yeah. He's a gentleman, that's why. Yeah. Good guy. Yeah, man's man. So we've covered social media, we covered schools. Mm. Um, and we're, we're not far from wrapping this one up, actually. I can't believe how quickly the time's going. I know, but that's what happens when we're on the phone sometimes. Yeah, exactly. You know, two hours. I, like, I look, especially when... What? It's on the phone for two hours. Yeah. What... Um, I'm going to say what makes you laugh, but I've got a pretty good indication of that. Uh, I don't think I've do got you? What do you think makes me laugh? Well, I don't. Let, you tell me. <laughs> I can tell you what doesn't make me laugh. I don't laugh at other people's pain anymore. I think when you're a teenager, you do. I still laugh at fart jokes. I still laugh at farts. Yeah. Um, I Why are farts funny? I don't know. <laughs> they just are. Yeah. You know, and my nan had a saying like it was cracking a frog. Yeah. You know, because sounds like you're cracking it, or well, really the toad. But yeah, you know, and those little idiosyncrasies or little sayings that you get from people, and I do that with you know the kids, and I'll you know someone farts in yeah in class, going, "You kidding me? Sharon's not caring. Don't need to be cracking frogs." Yeah. So toilet humour still makes me laugh. Um, 
That's wit. that's the that's the, the I don't say you're masculine because you're very feminine. Yeah. But it's um that's the boy humor in you. Yeah. Like that's the yeah. and and it's um I think that's why our friendship is like it is because it yeah. just sort of merges in between masculinity and femininity. Oh, look, I don't um I'm not a I'm a bo- I'm a girl and you're a boy and I can do, you know, I don't believe I, I don't believe me personally that women can do everything that men can do and I don't think that men can do everything that women can do. No. I think people find that what they they're good at and what they um That's a balance. That's a, a balance you find. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, it was actually funny um, and you notice now on Facebook it's more like our generation up seem to use it. It's not like everyone's gone to Instagram and, and Twitter and I know I'm a bit behind in some of it. But um It's it's almost like Facebook's become the Gen X. Yeah, yes. And the boomers are sort of sliding in going, what's this thing? Well, can we boom- see our kids? Yeah, oh, oh, how do I get this? Because I can get photos of the grandkids yeah. now. My mum joined, you know, only 18 months ago. Yeah, but um, but the kids are going, oh, no, fuck so off. School. We're over on Instagram yeah. or Snapchat. Or Snapchat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, or TikTok, that's the latest. Oh, yeah, that's another thing as well. So when I look at... Um, where were we going with this? With yeah, masculinity and all that. No, I just think fart humor. Yeah, fart humor. Um, I st- oh God, Carl Barons can still make me laugh. Um, I like, I like wit, wit. I like witty things. I think like things that make you think in a funny way. I can't say there's one thing or other that really still. I just people being happy and having you know what and having the fun, taking the piss out of yourself. Yeah. You know, not taking life too serious when it doesn't need to be taken too serious. Yeah. I think some people take themselves too serious. I still laugh at silly little things like, yeah, if you do fall over, as long as nobody's hurt. Like, you know, oh. but you know they're stupid or you bump into a wall. Like, all right, here's an example. And it, I nearly fell on the floor. It was so funny. My son had one of his mates over. And they'd, you know, had a few drinks and, you know, they're all of age and it's all good and it was around the funny, you know, silly season. And his mate couldn't ha- could hardly stand up. Yeah. And Jay's trying to do the right thing and, you know, we've got him into the, the toilet area, the laundry toilet. And um, if he hears this, he's going to know it's about him too because we actually take the piss out of this guy a lot. Yeah. And, um, and Jay's just going, just get in the toilet. Just make sure you get it in the toilet, you know, rah, rah, rah. And... He's pushed him towards the toilet and obviously he'd had a few drinks and didn't realise how strong he pushed him, pushed him into the wall and he just went bang and fell oh, into the toilet. No. Now, I didn't see, I could only see Jay's hand pushing onto <laughs> his mate and then I heard the thud bang. Well, I've just pissed myself laughing because I could visualise and when I walked in, yeah, yeah. sure enough, and it was so, and it was harmless but yeah, oh, yeah. Things that are funny are funny. Friends yeah. still makes me laugh. Seinfeld still makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, do you do you have an, a better appreciation of both of those shows now? Seinfeld. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Friends. Oh, I just love living it, reliving it. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're probably. I I find like I find like I I love both of those shows religiously. Tommy Little, love him. He makes me laugh. Yeah, and he's hot. I love Tommy. When we watch Just for Laughs, the old ones, because he's not on it anymore, I would enjoy sometimes his monologue yeah, yeah, more yeah. than some of the guys that they would yeah. have on. I like smart wit. 
Yes. But I also like Silly Wit as well. So it depends, yeah. you know, and it depends on what mood I'm in. Sometimes, yeah. you know, what makes me laugh today might not make me laugh tomorrow. So you're a Jim Jeffries fan? Yes. You love Jim Jeffries. love my Jim Jeffries and I know he can be a bit out there, but hey, uh-huh. prove him wrong. Yeah, that's exactly right. Proving wrong, that's what he says. Yeah, and he, and it's it's all about opinions. It's about, you know, this, but he, he talks about some really good life observations and, and, yeah. I, and I, I dig that actually. Yeah. So, and okay. you got me onto his podcast, Maureen. I, did, I was starting to get a bit off. I mean, it's no longer on anyway, but there would be some episodes of the Jim Jeffries show that was just too much Trump for me. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And when I went and saw him, what would have been just over a year ago now? Yep. Yeah. And went and saw him at the is it the ICC the new one, the ent- old entertainment center is that what that's called? Oh, is he going to the new one? Yeah, really nice. Is it good? Really good. And he had a few comedians on before him, but yeah, that was yeah. great. Oh, did you see um, Forrest, the American guy Forrest that travels with him? He's got a real husky voice like this when he talks. Yes, and he's got the little the little man too. I don't know who that is. Oh, who is it? He's really funny too, and he actually interlinked it like that. He, you know, met his. Chinese um, Chinese bride on the internet and she was on into threesomes and all of this. And, oh, shit. And then um, the funny thing was then when Jim came out and did his, he talked about, oh, yeah, I went on social media and had a threesome with a Chinese chicken and a midget. You know, and I went, oh, nice. like, and they linked it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And the good thing was that one, they had been told that they weren't allowed to talk about um, politics because the election was coming up. Oh, okay. Um, and they said, you know, who wants to talk about the, uh, uh, you know, politics anyway? Like one was English, one was American and Jim's Australian or Australian. Yeah, American. yeah, now, yeah. You know, really? Out of the three leaders? Yeah. Oh, they're all fucking they're idiots. All yeah, they are. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's a horrible, that's horrible another, place yeah. to be in. And I generally don't do politics on here, but I will say oh, that and I don't want to either, but Trump's yeah. a fucking idiot. Um yeah, old mate in England is a goose, and and he looks like he belongs in Harry Potter. Yeah, he he could pass. He's got that messy, you know. I don't know why. Just yeah, he could yeah. pass as a, as a school teacher in Harry Potter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like a a professor, professor of some sort. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so yeah, that's interesting. It makes yeah. you laugh. A good um, a good comedy, a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and that's uh, made for laughs, you know. Well, and I, and I tell you, when we get you back. For future episodes, we can actually have episodes that are dedicated to to movies and different things because well, that could last forever. we're both film buffs. We both have a passion for movies, yes. and um, Huge. so we might. Um, I might actually we'll, we'll aim up at something that's coming out soon. The Oscars, yeah, and then we can talk <laughs> about because um, that's something really interesting because. Um, yeah, I, I've got a, I love movies, I've got a passion for it, yeah. but I don't always see eye to eye with the critics. And I, like Neither we'll, do I. And like when we talk about television shows and shit, mm-hmm. I generally go and do it after the hype. Yeah. Like the Breaking Bad, I never got into it while it was happening. Still haven't watched it as we've discussed off, yeah. off radio. And what happened was someone had said, oh, it's finishing this week. Mm. And I watched the last episode and mm. then went, yeah, okay, I'm gonna, I could do that. And yeah. I went back and watched it. I've since watched it back to back. So I couldn't tell you it's yeah, which yeah, season, yeah, yeah, which yeah, yeah, season, because yeah. it just flows just for me. It. It's still not the best thing that I've ever seen. Everyone goes on about, oh, it's the greatest fucking thing. Mm. I don't think that's the case. I think it's good. Um, Give me your top five TV 
series of all time? Um, yes, but I don't want you to refer to our stuff like I, I'm talking series made for Foxtel, Netflix, Showcase, that not Seinfeld, not a not Seinfeld, not I want those top five can be one of old yep. TV. How we used to watch TV. Oh, okay, okay. And then you've got your t- yeah. Um, Listen to me, I'm interviewing you. I would say one of one of my favourite of all time. Uh, is it old? Is Californication old? No, that's no. I would expect that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's it. That's in my that's top okay. five. That probably would have been one of the few that crossed over. Yeah, it's not. It's not in because it did start on you know free to air TV. Not in any order. No, no, no. Uh, top five would have to be Californication. Yep. Game of Thrones. Yes. Um, Vikings surprised me that I was into Vikings. Because mm-hmm. like Game of Thrones, when someone said to me Game of Thrones and they said, I said what it's about and they go, ah, oh, dragons and this. Oh, I like, started three seasons late. Yeah, I went, ah, oh, fuck off, I'm not into that. The man started season five. Yeah. And so he binged up and then he was just on steroids. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it does it. to wait. Still to this day, it, it's the most expensive and elaborate over-the-top television program for TV because what they did for TV was what you would do for a movie. Absolutely. Like it was fucking incredible. Yeah. Okay, so Um, Californication. Game Game of Thrones. Thrones, Vikings. Vikings. I was surprised I'd like that. Yeah. Ragnar. Um, I'm just trying to think what else I got into. Um, Fuck. Yeah, I said five. You can give me four if you want. I can't even give you more. I can't give you yeah. four. Um, and it'll, it'll probably come back to bite me in the ass. Oh, um, oh, what's his name? Oh, is give me something. The actor's me. name's Titus. Titus? Yeah. Oh, it's a character from the fuck. Uh, see what happens when you put me on the spot. Oh, well, this just proves that I have to research shit because my memory's fucked. Um... And I don't know that you've watched it yet, mm. but it, it's um, it's awesome. Oh god, where was it? Titus. Yeah, that's his. Ru- that's, that's his. his that's his real name. name. Yeah, Titus Wellavia. Well, Velvia. Oh. Um, uh, Got me thinking. He's a good-looking rooster too, by the way. Bosch. That's what it's called. Bosch, yeah. So Harry Bosch. Okay, so I'll give you an example of who it is. Harry Bosch is actually a character from um, the novelist. uh, What's his name? The writer, Michael Connolly. So Michael Connolly's got you know the Lincoln Lawyer. Yes. The movie Lincoln Lawyer. McConaughey. Yep. The investigator that was working was was Harry Bosch. Oh, okay. Because yeah, he, yeah. he worked yeah, yeah. and he crosses over in different books. Harry Bosch is a character from Michael Connolly books. Okay. The guy that plays him owns it. He is um, – you, you dig him actually because he's a, a grey-headed man but he's fit as fuck and he's just got – A grey-headed man. No, but he's like um, – he's just got sex appeal. You know, confident grey-headed men like Richard with spunk Hughes. about him. Yeah, with <laughs> spunk about him. Yeah. So um, yeah, Bosch Bosch is a series that I, I really got into, yep. and um, there's probably others that I'm forgetting altogether. What about you? What do you got for me? Top five in no particular order. Yeah, Game of Thrones. Yeah, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, okay. Peaky Blinders. Still haven't watched it. 
really good. Yeah. Um, it was. Uh, I'm not going to say Mayans. I like it, but it wouldn't be up there, up there yet because it is the opposite of Sons. Yeah. Um, Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. I see. Yes, I did. I love that. Stevie Pashini. Yeah. Um, Vikings. Yeah. Yeah, they would be. They would be my. Boardwalk Boardwalk Empire <laughs> for me. Yeah. Was and I haven't finished that yet. Oh, haven't you? No. Okay, I'm not going to say anything. But what it did for me was surprise me because yeah, a it was Steve Buscemi oh. in a kick-ass role, but it was it was actually a recommendation my ex partner's dad. Yeah. Um, he said to me, "Oh, you got to watch it. You'll love it." Blah blah blah. And I went, "I don't know, Mick. I don't know if this is my thing." And he said, "No, no, no. Trust me. You'll." Yeah. I gave this guy in a serious role. Well, I watched one episode, bang, oh, I was in. and that's it. And that's the thing. And there have been, you know, a, a few smaller series. Like, you know, you're, you're talking about those ones that have gone on for seasons, you know, six, seven. Yeah. I really liked, and it was only on for one season. Yeah. And it was weird. But I really liked it. It was Tom Hardy's Taboo. Yeah, I haven't watched that. I, I saw it and I read freaky. reviews about yeah, it. Yeah, that was a bit freaky. And yeah. for a girl... Yeah. Big Little Lies was great. You know, like if yeah, I, 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 I watched, really, really enjoyed that. I watched the first season. I loved it. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched the second season. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. But yeah, there's just, as we've spoken, you know, off. We're radio, spoiled for choice now. Spoiled for choice. Yeah, and you've got to find time. What I've caught myself, here, here's something. I've, quite, I've got a wish list and when I get to it, I get to it. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm forever doing. I'm looking up something on Netflix. Yeah. So you've got Netflix, Stan. Um, Amazon Prime. Apple TV. I want to watch TV. The Morning Moors. You've said that's great. Look, yep. as we're talking about TV. Yeah. Um, let alone all the other stuff that you, you know, you watch. I'm forever going in and I'll put that on the list. Yeah. I'll put that on the list. And I still I'll watch. put that on the list. And I still watch reality crap as well because I'm a voyeur. Well, and actually in the next episode we're going to get you to talk to me when, when mm-hmm. I can drag you away to talk to me, to give me an update on – what's going on in the jungle because I've not watched I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here mm-hmm. and uh, you're going to be the one that tells that. Okay. Um, what I did find um, interesting when we're talking about television, what we fall back to, mm-hmm. I've just watched the seasons back to back actually, three seasons of um, Upper Middle Bogan. Okay. Have you ever watched that? No. Okay, so it's Australian mm-hmm. production. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two people that produced it, you'd know if you saw them. And they've done other things. I think it appeared on the ABC at once. Yeah. But that um, Michaela Bannis, is it Bannis? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, so she's in it. She a, was on the clouds. Yeah. Yeah. She steals the show. Really? And basically what it is is um, uh, as a doctor, or she's an anesthesiologist, she finds out that she's been adopted. Yeah. And she lives in the well-to-do part of, of Melbourne. Mm. And through her mum having blood tests, finds out that's not a daughter. So then she goes and finds out her family. And her family are Revhead Bogans in the drag cars. <laughs> her dad is Glennie Robbins. Love Glenn Robbins. And he's got... There you go. That's someone that makes me laugh. He's got a glass eye. Oh, it's a fucking... It's a fantastic... Show because it's just an Aussie piss take. Yeah. And I found myself... You know when you watch something and you go, oh, yeah, that's pretty funny. Mm. And then other times you watch something and you just break in the laughter. Yep. Now, I live alone and I found myself laughing by myself going, fuck, that was Don't funny. Don't you love that? Yeah, I do. I do. Don't you love that when you have those magic moments yeah. on your own? Like with me, you know, having the G-Man, like there's so many things that we watch together and then I watch, oh, my God, 
crap, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, you've just... I mean, we could go on forever about TV. And oh, movies, yeah. Forever. You get into that. Yeah. All righty. So, we're going to wrap it up here. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have some fun? Yeah, I did. Thanks this, for having me. This is just scratching the surface. I know. This is, like this these is, are our conversations that we, and we yeah. Yeah, this is purely just. <laughs> we haven't even touched on things that I thought we might have. And no, nah. yeah. I've got a whole list of them, oh, but I'm I thought sure it was, have. I thought it was better to uh, ease you in. Okay. Now I'm going to give you the choice mm-hmm. of a song. You've, this probably wraps up our childhood. A childhood? No. No. Teenage life. Teenage life. Yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, Good choice. So remember to rate, review, subscribe. The Zero Fucks podcast. Thank my friend JJ. Thank you. And uh, I'm going to convince her to come back and do another podcast shortly. But um, she's going to be part of the the uh, Gorilla Radio troupe. And uh, as I said, we're going to, have to do a movie uh, project. We're going to just got to find the right movie, and then we'll get because. Oh. There's a lot of things we agree on, but there's a lot of things that we'll come yeah. across differently too. So That's not a bad thing. No, I think it's a good thing. So until next time, thanks for listening and uh, enjoy.